Joining us today is Henrik Fromark, Managing Director of Rettvisa for Medlingen, a Swedish fundraising foundation focused on promoting equality and diversity. The social media-based initiative helps companies across the board to find candidates from underrepresented areas with the relevant knowledge and experience. Henrik will be talking to us today about how to avoid common recruitment mistakes that result in a lack of diverse representation and what you can do to create gender diversity in your organization. There are many signs of a backlash when it comes to to gender equality and and the diversity within the Swedish society, even if we are considered to be one of the forerunners when it comes to diversity. Hello from Stockholm and welcome to A Woman's Place. I'm Sophie Miskew and this podcast is a collaboration between the local and Invest Stockholm. Hi Henrik, welcome, thank you for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. I mean, the benefits of diversity might be well touted here in Stockholm, but for our listeners who want to know more, could you tell us why diversity in the recruitment process specifically is important for a business? Uh, Well, I think there are many good reasons for that. Obviously, recruitment is one of the most important tools to reach diversity within your workplace. And uh, I mean, to start with the obvious, we we live in a diverse society and uh, companies always act within the society. Uh, So at the end of the day, I think this is about democracy and equal opportunities for everyone. And uh, I mean, companies are expected, I'd say, from customers and from society in a bigger picture to perform well on diversity and gender equality. Uh, So so that's one part. I mean, the whole idea of having a diverse society. Uh, The other thing is there is also a very strong business case to be made uh, for diversity in the company because there is now... I think it wasn't that clear five or ten years ago, but there is now good evidence to to support uh, from research to support, support the idea that diverse teams are more innovative and more profitable. So it's a it's a good business case, and of of course, I mean, if you are in retail, uh, there, there's a there's a really good business case to be made from having your staff reflecting your customers' needs and understanding their needs. So, and more and more people, companies, uh, or recruiters do realize this, uh, I think. And and obviously it's about finding talent as well, because that is one of the top priorities for many businesses in Sweden today. It's hard to find talent in many sectors. And and since this is such a huge challenge after all, I mean, if you only recruit from half of the population, you will miss out on a lot of uh, talent. So what are some of the most common mistakes that you come across that companies are making during the recruitment process? Um, I would say two things. First and foremost, I think one, the most important is probably not to change recruitment strategies. Most of the companies uh, or or employers do realize that this is something they need to perform better on. Many of them have uh, uh, nicely formulated values and uh, on diversity and uh, and set goals for that. This is something we need to to be better at. Um, but there is also an unwillingness to change procedures, to change strategies and practices when it comes to recruitment. And and, and I mean, uh, it, it sounds like a stupid thing to say, but if you want something to be changed, you need to change something as well. Uh, so you can't expect a different outcome just by wishing it. You need to change uh, the way you do things and you need to try new ways. And that is, of course, risky business to too many because recruitment is expensive. And if you recruit the wrong person, it's expensive. 
and I think that's why many stay with their their structures and procedures and strategies. Uh, the other thing I would say, um, the other mistake companies do is that they uh, maybe work on on recruitment, but not on retention enough. So even if you manage to recruit uh, a more diverse team, uh, you miss out on changing the culture within the company or the workplace. Uh, and that makes it a hard time for someone who breaks norms, the existing norms within the company, uh, to feel comfortable at work. To and, and at the end of the day, people usually leave when they don't feel comfortable or included in any way. So you have to work on reten- uh, retaining the talent you also recruit. So wh- whose responsibility is it in the company to make these changes? I think this needs to be part of uh, the, the the core of the company. It, it needs to, it needs to be on on the top uh, management uh, team. It needs to be well anchored and well strategized within uh, company business structures um, in in all parts. Because um, and 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 with that comes the the need to allow recruitment teams to actually work on changing structures. Uh, and that takes time, and it's 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 risk taking that someone needs to take, and that's why it needs to be a decision within the, within the management. I think, otherwise, you will be in this situation where you have nice targets and nice uh, uh, visions, but no, no one will actually do something to change uh, the way you do recruitment. Um, so I think just as you would set clearly define goals and develop strategies for any other part of your business, uh, you would need to do this for diversity as well. What are some of the most common issues that you've been approached with? Can you share any examples with us? Most common things we hear is that uh, we try to recruit, recruit with greater diversity, but there's simply no talent to be found. We can't find any women engineers. We can't find anyone who can do this or that, uh, even though we're looking. And... Um, we know from experience that there's always talent to be found. Uh, and this is usually, I would say, uh, an issue of how you look and where you look for talent. And this is, this is why I, I would stress the importance to change your strategies. You, would, you need to revise your processes and, and see, if, okay, if, if our recruitment process that we use today are producing these results, what can we do to, to do it differently to pr- produce other results? Measure try uh, and if it doesn't work try something else and and of course there are a lot of competences out there to when it comes to recruitment for more diversity in, in order to change the outcome you need to change uh, the way you recruit and that means um, for example not using CVs not using the personal letters because we know that there's a low validity when it comes to uh, performance uh, for the candidates and still I would say uh, most of the recruiters are using, using CVs and are using personal letters as maybe the most important tool for selecting uh, applicants. And even though most recruiter, recruiters would agree that it doesn't say very much about the candidate, uh, they will still stick to this because that is part of the procedure. And to change the procedure is uh, perceived as something that comes with high risk. Um, and I mean, we've been helping... We've been help, helping customers to recruit with a, a, a model which is focusing on competencies and work samples. And every time uh, we, we are asked, yeah, but can I see the CV anyway? Uh, 
even though this is really the point not to to look at the CV because it's it's so strong uh, with the way we used to recruit uh, and uh, and I, if you talk to senior recruiters they would say that yeah but um, if I look at the CV or the first lines in a personal letter I think I have a good idea of if this candidate is good or not we fit within a team. I would argue that what you can see from the first lines of a personal letter or a, uh, or a CV is probably if the candidate is someone that you have seen before and if someone that you like or would fit into the culture of the business as it is now. And I think the point of recruiting with greater diversity is to challenge the existing norms within the company or within the workplace. And to do that, you can't recruit the same person once uh, once again and uh, do it over and over again and um, I think what you need to uh, what you need to do then is to actually look inwards to see in what way are we homogenous in, in our workplace who are we what does this mean to our business what does this mean to our our business goals uh, can we perform as well as we, sh- we want to perform with this team uh, and then start looking okay we are lacking certain competencies. We're lacking diversity in, in these areas. And if we continue to recruit the same way as we're doing now, we will only reproduce this. So what should we do? We should look at other channels, we should look at uh, other ways of recruit, recruiting, and we should uh, definitely look at how we are branding ourselves. What pictures do we have on the website? What words do we use in the ads? Uh, there are a lot of triggers, and if I read uh, a, an ad for a position, I would fill in the blanks. I would look at the wordings. I would look at uh, at the web page, obviously, to see what does this company does it match my priorities or what I want to do. And uh, I I think you need to to look at the whole picture on the company on the, on and on the images uh, of, of the company and uh, the perception from the candidates on the company uh, in order to be able to change this outcome. And I think one of the most interesting parts is that, uh, for example, in the uh, IT sector, the tech, the tech industry, they have much greater diversity now than they used to have maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And that is uh, mostly when it comes to background, I would say. And that is out of need. They couldn't find talent uh, within uh, the ways they used to search for channels within, within Sweden. So they need to go, uh, needed to go abroad. They needed to start pushing for uh, women uh, to to apply for position and talk with the universities on on educations, and they did that. So in many ways, they have taken steps forward within the sector out of need. And um, I think this also shows that um, people do realize there's a business case to be made, and this. This is existential uh, thing for a company to be able to recruit more diverse, uh, diversely because otherwise they may not survive. Um, but coming to that position with, without the existential tr- threat, I think, is something that most more companies would have to work with now because there's also a risk uh, when it comes to this and this, that is to uh, regard diversity as a trend something that is the it thing right now. Uh, and uh, there, is, there are many signs of a backlash when it comes to, to gender equality and, and the diversity within the Swedish society, even if 
even if we are considered to be one of the forerunners when it comes to diversity. And uh, companies and businesses that think diversity and gender equality is a trend they need to follow, they, w they are more susceptible to follow uh, the changing of the tides. And that, I think, would create a huge risk for companies in the future because this is not about a trend. This is about uh, having a solid, uh, sustainable business model and ha being able to find talent that can actually uh, take the company or the business forward in, uh, in a diverse society. Because otherwise, uh, companies will s keep developing things that doesn't really work for everyone. Uh, they, would, they would produce band-aids uh, in skin color uh, that doesn't actually uh, have the skin color of everyone. One, one color suits all. <laughs> exactly. And, and these are things that actually happen in, in business all the times. And when it comes to artificial intelligence, uh, you can see it as well. Uh, the artificial intelligence will never be as better than the input. So if the te team that designs uh, something um, lack in diversity, the product will lack in diversity and the artificial intelligence will reprodu reproduce that uh, homogeneity from the start. So there's a lot of important cases to be made why the diversity in teams are important. And uh, the good thing is that I'd say that most companies do realize this. Uh, the challenge is that uh, there's still a lack of strategies and, uh, and uh, many companies see the risks, not the benefits of changing the way they recruit. You mentioned before that companies should start, instead of looking at CVs and cover letters, assessing candidates in another way. What else can a company look at during the recruitment process? If, if you need to recruit for a position, you should revise the position every time. Uh, to see what, what competences do we need for this position? Um, usually, when, uh, when the recruitment process starts, you need to find someone very uh, quickly. And uh, and what you do then is usually to copy paste from the previous position. And uh, I think it's so important to go through what what do we need this time. And when you've done that, I would strongly suggest to design some sort of work sample suitable for that position, so that you actually me measure the competences of the candidates and not uh, how good they are at uh, presenting themselves in a in a letter or in a CV. Uh, because at the end of the day, that is not what you're looking for. You're looking for talent. You're looking for competences. Um, so not copy-pasting, not going on, on your gut feeling. That would be the two, two of the most important steps, I think. And I do realize that, that uh, this is perceived as taking a huge risk for companies. Because if you ask someone to perform a work sample or perhaps to take some tests... Uh, you will get less uh, applications. But uh, uh, from my experience, uh, from our experience on working on recruitment, is that those uh, applications that you will miss out on are not the top ones. You will still retain the best ones. Uh, so uh, I would say to try to... Because there, there's a lot of knowledge uh, out there when it comes to work samples and a lot of companies and, and businesses are using that sort of uh, processes already. So there's a lot of information and knowledge to, to, to gain from just looking around in society and, and asking maybe your recruitment firm to, to perform on these, on these issues. And then 
try. Uh, see what works for you. I'm I'm quite confident that you can that most businesses and workplaces can design good work samples for each positions they have. And what you do if you recruit on the basis of uh, anonymous work samples, you will actually see what the candidates can perform uh, when it comes to key competencies for the position, and not uh, any other. Um, factors as how many years they had have been working within a workplace or what school they went to and uh, uh, if they can drive a car and things that would be perfectly um, good if you're a bus driver but maybe not for uh, IT technic- technicians. So um, revising the position, revising uh, the competences needed for the position, designing a work sample suited, suitable for that and I would say uh, make the work samples anonymous when you when you judge them or when you grade them, uh, because that would remove the gut feeling from the pro- process uh, as much as possible. Do you have any other practical steps that employers can take to begin recruiting more diverse candidates? Yes, I think uh, I think it's important to look uh, on uh, on the entire picture. How do you how do you brand yourself if you only get candidate a certain type of candidates? Uh, it's probably something to do with the way you communicate, where you publish your ad, what channels you use, uh, what kind of pictures and what language you use uh, on your web page, but also in the job ad. So do uh, to do um, to work a lot on that, uh, on, on the way you're presenting yourself, your company, your your business model, your ideals, uh, the position. That is going to be hugely important. And if you can't find talents the way you are looking uh, or the way you are publishing the ads, you need to think of other ways to reach out. You could use Red of Mailing, obviously, because we have a huge network of people uh, who uh, are crowdfunding talent, basically, for uh, for that reasons. And and you could use social media channels or or maybe you could uh, go to work first. I mean, it, it depends on, on what kind of talents you are to recruit, but I'm sure that you can find other ways uh, if you are stuck with uh, the same sort of candidates, because talents is out there. There is a lot of people who would want to work for a company that is uh, good on diversity, that is uh, that, that have a business model which is in- inclusive and... Um, if you can't find talent that challenges the existing norms within the company, it's because you're looking the wrong way or it's because that your company or the way you are presenting yourself is not inclusive. It doesn't feel welcoming. And that, that is also the issue I spoke about when it comes to retention. Uh, if you recruit someone which is breaking the existing norms within, or challenging the existing norms within the company, it's going to be harder to, to retain that, com- that talent. Because uh, if the workplace culture uh, is in a way that makes you feel unwelcome or always uh, the one singled out in each process, uh, you will leave. Yeah. So stop talking about why you don't have enough diverse talent and start taking actions. Absolutely. And, and I mean, the good side of this is that it is absolutely possible. Uh, and uh, I'd say a huge part, I don't have the statistic, but a huge part of, uh, of the recruitments going on in Sweden today are used uh, are using the old I'd say the old methods of looking at CVs, looking at personal letters, 
and uh, the ones that are developing new recruitment methods to find uh, talents uh, where they didn't find talents before, they're going to have a huge advantage when it comes to developing their businesses and uh, be more profitable. Excellent. Thank you so much, Henrik. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks. Hey!